the Patterson here, episode 13, I believe, we counted. Your boy's in here as well. Yep. Tipo. Tipo. Morning, Tipo. Morning. Clint. Hello. Uh, got another special one today. Well, he thinks he's special. So, I'll fire our you. guest today, <laughs> our guest today, a little bit about him real quick before he introduces himself. He, uh... He's a he, well, he started out wanting to be a cop, and he did a lot of ride-alongs, and he was even the auxiliary of a certain department, and then he realized that he wasn't smart enough to be a police officer, so <laughs> now he's a firefighter. What's up, Rocky? What's up? Rocky Reynolds, what's up, man? So the thing about that is that that is not all accurate, but it could it could seem that way. So. That's how I see it. It's like I'm glad I'm here to just get roasted. <laughs> I was ready. <laughs> well, the funny, the real, the real reality of it is, is that before we started, before we hit record, Poland literally said, oh, Rocky got into the right one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was literally talking about that snap you sent me the other day. You guys just get to chill on the couch and enjoy your time and sleep. We're running our asses yeah, off. Doing crazy people. Four of us out there running our balls off for yep. the most part. And you know what? Sometimes I sit there and listen to you guys. <laughs> I was sitting there saying I got into the wrong shit. I know, <laughs> I noticed you don't do any ride-alongs anymore. Is that because you'll get shit from your guys or what? I'm not getting into that right now. <laughs> I'll explain all that later. I don't, I don't get it. You need to explain that right now. I'll probably do some ride-alongs uh, in the next six, eight months, maybe. Sure. Sweet. Yeah, after that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. tell the people who you are that they probably don't know who you are. I mean... I'm essentially nobody. Right. <laughs> My name is Rocky. I'm a fireman. I've been a fireman since 2010 as a volunteer. Um... 2012, I became a paid fireman in the suburbs of Chicago, part-time. I did that for eight years. Two years ago, I got on a Mattoon fire. I've been doing that, and I'm actually doing all three of them still currently. So, yes, in the meantime, I was an auxiliary, and I guess I still am. Do you like my hats? It's cute. I found it on the fourth floor. <laughs> Did you find that for this? Oh, dude. No, he's been wearing it for days. Yeah. There was a. There How do you go on any calls with it? There was a kid riding the other day. One of the officers stopped and I was talking to him. And I don't think he knew I'm an auxiliary, too. And I was like, hey, man, are you, are you a real cop or are you one of those fake ones? <laughs> <laughs> you a mall cop? Yeah. They had those in here. He's like, uh, no, I'm an auxiliary. <laughs> Who was it? Is that taller? I think he's on my volunteer board. He's rode a lot here lately. Yeah, yeah. Spencer? Spencer, yeah. 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 Cool, dude. So, sweet. Um, yeah, obviously we're going to give each other shit. It is just what it is. I mean, it's something I, I feel like it's kind of like I would expect it to be in the military where we all still respect the fuck out of each other, but oh, yeah. in between each other. You're a douchebag. Absolutely. <laughs> no, we love you. So Absolutely. Th- thanks for coming. Thanks for, we, we had to reschedule once because we are who we are. <laughs> what was it? Last episode, someone had asked uh, who'd win in a fight, the cops or the firemen. Yeah. yeah. We were, we were talking, we had to wake you guys up first. You would have. <laughs> <laughs> More than likely. Get sleep. Yeah. Go back two years ago, man. We ran all day, all night. But things are a little different currently, so. Yeah, two years ago we were still running the same. 
Oh, you want a fucking trophy or something? <laughs> I've already got a couple of those. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> one up on the fucking report. Yeah, did you see that? Yeah, you just we, left it there. We're like, this I motherfucker had, took down the clock. I had nothing to do with it. And placed his own plaque. I had nothing to do with it. Take it to your house. I'm too lazy. No, not, not everybody will see it. If, if, my, if, my, if my commander... <laughs> if my commander... Does something. I'm not going to go against my command. That was your commander. Actually, I thought you said that was Jeff Lines. Yeah. I don't think that's said. my commander. Yeah. I'm not going to go against his actions. Okay. Without his permission, yeah, he's not giving me permission. Jeff, that up. Yeah. I can't confirm that, but I could totally see this guy putting his own plaque up there. Hundred percent. Oh, <laughs> that's probably what, what really happened. That's I guess bullshit. I would put it on the front door of the police department. <laughs> And on their Facebook page. Uh, I didn't put my other one on there. I'm not. The pig pen's going to turn into a trophy room, actually. <laughs> not an angry trophy room. It's not going to have any deer in it at all. <laughs> yeah, so how's that going, bud? Which one? Like, your, your, your deer season's a little... Uh, like the by the way, this is yeah. not a, an episode of knowing or, or getting better at hunting or getting better at being any kind of person in the world this is a complete bullshit session here uh it's it's going okay um i've had a one frustrating moment um i shot a lot of young ones this year i was just listening through your through your episodes and it's like i totally i'm still at that point like i don't know how you watch them go all day long and it's like i got into this i think i'm on year four um the first three years the first two years, I shot one, never found it. Third year was actually pretty neat. I was able to shoot one with a crossbow compound and um, shotgun, so I got one with every weapon. Uh, so that was neat. This year, so you got like one real kill. Correct. Correct. <laughs> uh, I got the, my buck was pretty nice though. It was uh, about one twenty. It was nice for me. Uh, yeah, nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. So I shot one that was a little bit bigger this year. Uh, I think I sent you yeah. some pictures of it. I couldn't believe it. He came in. Um, of course, me being impatient, a doe came in. I drew. I was drawn on her, ready to let it fly. And then I heard one stick break behind her. And I turned. I was like, "Well, uh, you're a lot better." <laughs> so I waited for him to walk by. Fifteen yards. Shot him. Perfect broadside. And my arrow, if I had to guess, went in about two inches. Yeah. Stuck. And I watched him stand. He ran about 20 yards, stood behind a tree and a bunch of brush and thicket for two hours. And you're, you're hitting that well. And you're, I didn't run on the side, right? Uh, it, if anything, I was a little back. I might so have been. You think you hit like square on a rib or what? I, I would have to. On a rib bone? I, yeah, Rocky, Rocky is an expert at knowing what two inches of penetration. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> so I take your word for that. So, um, the, the arrow was still like, right. It wasn't stiff sticking out of it. It was definitely just bouncing around as it, like as you breathe, took a breath, it would move up and down, bounce around. That sucks. So you, you got to watch him walk away. I got a video of him actually walked across the field because I was, I was afraid he was going to go to the neighbor's property. I at least wanted him to bed down on my property or the property I was hunting. So I arced way out around. He had already gotten in front of me. So I took a video of him just right. walking right across the field. Uh, I called our local bow shop just hot. I would have bought his entire store that night. Yeah. I was hot. <laughs> I, was, well, like, I know we talked just briefly through text about arrow stuff and not that I know much, but I, I have a little bit of um, experience with that as well. So yeah, and a little bit of that. I changed it all. Yeah. Every bit of it. Good. Every bit of it. So I the, one that, the one that didn't, the one that you're talking about with the bug, what were you using then? 
Oh, you would ask. I was using broadheads. I was using uh, Rage broadheads with a, a slimmer arrow. And so something probably kind of lightweight. It was definitely lightweight. A mechanical broadhead, obviously, too. So Correct. And I threw every one of them away that night. Every one of them. I went and uh, I went and talked to John. But it's funny because when I called him, John's like, first of all, I can't understand a word you're saying. Because <laughs> I was still I was still stomping my way out of the yeah. field, going to my truck. And I was like, are you open? Because I'm coming in. Uh, and I went in there, and he had a couple customers. And then whenever they left, he looked at me and laughed. He goes, so you got them falling out, huh? And so he squared me away. I went with a, a thicker, heavier arrow. I believe it was heavier. Uh, and then a two-blade fixed broadhead. Good. And then the Over next... Uh, Magnus Stinger. Okay. Uh, a lot of good stuff about them. Yeah. Uh, I've had two pass-throughs with them, and two. I didn't have a Isn't single pass-through in three years with my fucking my insane. So, um, all right. So, I completely forgot about the phone. Oh, we, we got tied up. Yeah. I guess we can do it at I the end. You guys just couldn't yeah. wait to jump down my throat. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I see you, I want to jump down your throat, Rocky. So, I've got three on the end. Cool. Hell yeah. Way better than what? Uh, that's more yeah. than us combined. Uh, they're all three ones that you'd probably pass on. But yeah, it's just been a weird year. Right. I'm, I'm also a meat, meat hunter. For sure. We, we yeah. eat all of ours. Yeah. Couldn't hammer one yesterday, but. And a fox. This dude can shot a fox. fox. He's texting me like, can I shoot fox? I didn't know it was in, I didn't know when the season was. I did. That was good for time. you to not just shoot and ask questions yeah, later. Exactly. That's exactly what I told you on the phone. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's probably like, shoot that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it, man. That'd be, I'll help you bury it. Yeah. You know, here's, here's the thing. I was 99% sure. That's exactly what I said. I was 99% sure that it was legal. And I'm like, what's the, what are the chances of the 1% is going to actually do? So, but it would have looked dope in the, in the picture. Yeah. Got to get something on there. Um, yeah, that's funny. So, I mean, yeah, we, we can relate quite a bit because um, I think we both, like like you said, this is your fourth fourth season. Really mm-hmm. get into it. Mine as well. Um, I had a, a situation where I had a lighter arrow and a Rage 2 blade. It did the job, but it was on a fucking tiny deer. And as soon as I saw it happen, I'm like, I got to change it up. So that's cool um, that you're able to identify that and, and it's worked. So that, that experience and that progress, even though you're not yet shot anything about any monsters or anything, I mean, it'll, it'll happen. And now, well, other than the, the 120, but right. like I said, even that's. Well, and now, you know, you'll have that, that a lot more confidence in your arrow setup and your what you're doing. That That's one less thing you have to worry about whenever something does happen. So I'm trying to find a picture. <laughs> yeah, the zoom in, you'll see the arrow sticking out. That's a picture through a binocular. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Just sticking right at him. Yeah, and I remember the video. He was walking like he wasn't hurt That's at all. Crazy dude. I was so mad. So have you have you seen him? Do you run trail cameras at all? Yeah, I've got five out there. I, have you seen anything? Any sight of him? That's awesome. Um, I think I I thought. Yeah. I thought there was one that came across, looked like him, uh, was limping. But I thought he looked a little darker. So I, I don't know if it was him. Yeah. 100%. So the other thing that you started this year, Veteran On, which I can appreciate the fuck out of because I work a dog, um, is, is tracking. And I know you had some issues and you're smiling already about it, but uh, it started out really well. It did. Uh, I bought a $40 kit. First of all, I got a, I got a two-year-old German Shepherd. Full blooded. He's a turd. Mm-hmm. 
but um, this this guy I follow, he he makes this kit. Uh, Dog Born Blue is what it's called. Um, it's forty dollars on Amazon. I thought his big claim to fame is you can train any dog any age. True. So um, I try it out. Much to my surprise, I'm following this guy's progression, and Brinks hit week six on like day four. Right. And I was like, this doesn't seem right. Like day four, starting off slow. This is the one line, you know, line of sight drags, longer line of sight drags, yep. and then, you know, no line of sight, but still a straight drag. Um, and then day four, he was nailing all those. And I just made a drag jumping over logs and dragged drag it through a small creek and everything. He went right to it. And I was like, I might actually be on to something here. Um, I was in the stand. Buddy sent a Snapchat on his story, whatever. I sent him a text. And I said, hey, if you don't find her, uh, let me know. I'd like to run my dog just to see what would happen. Right. Uh, it took him about two minutes. Awesome. He, ran, he ran right to it. We had blood the whole way. Awesome. And then we nailed another one out on court ground. Uh, mm-hmm. That was a longer, uh, harder track. Uh, nailed it. And... That was like back to back. Same week. Same blood, week. Yeah. 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 Well, so we went about 50 yards with no blood. And then he picked back up on it. Um, so you're riding high as fuck. Yeah. I was like, we got we got something here. Yeah. Started getting a little, little brave and uh, was putting some stuff out. To mainly friends, nothing major publicly. Sure. Right. To all the, like the money pages around. I didn't, I didn't do that. Um, I don't just know. One, that there is one that I put it on, but it's a local, it's a buddy ring. So, right. Um, and we went about 0 for 8 after that. And I think I gave up more than he gave up. Yeah. Um, I kind of just quit training him. Uh, guys were calling and buying a bit COVID in the middle of it when we had a couple calls, but a couple calls for it. But I, I lost steam. And I think uh, more than like 100% of it's my fault. Well, and we, we talked about it in prior podcasts, like knowing how much those those guys run during hunting season is yes. is insane yeah, pulling yeah. had trouble getting in your yeah. guy like three guys three guys i like, know i hit up rocky but it was during a busy time as after a slump anyway it was definitely <laughs> i would have loved to come but yeah i was driving trust me i wouldn't have done anything to not be doing what i was driving back from golf <laughs> never found that near anyways <laughs> We're not even going to talk Non-existent. No. It's made up. Yeah, we're not going to talk He would have had a whole, a whole extra right. hole of, or two holes, I guess, of sin uh, for your doctor. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. No, but I, I, dude, you have my, my respect because there's not many people that know how tough it is to work a dog other than people that work dogs. And there's not many guys that are running tracking dogs. And there's this one portion of, you know, like myself, police officers that, that work dogs as well. So, and I would say that the most difficult part of even my job working the dog is tracking it's fucking tough i put in the time at first yeah yeah and that's the thing it takes a lot and then i like i said 100 percent. this is on me i put in the time at first and then i backed off so do you and think you'll give it another go or you just gonna <laughs> <up> <laughs> to be honest until i talked to you real kidding i was done I was so out of it, and dude, I thought it was badass. Whenever I oh, yeah. heard it, and I mean that you know that was the beginning of the season, you know, and I'm not even text here, whatever, yeah. or message you or something, but 
Yeah, I was stoked. Yeah, I mean, I think we're all on board that even if we shot something and found it, then we would call you yeah. and just have you come run it anyway. Uh, I'll get back into it. I, I 100% will get back into it. There's a little bit more I'd like to do with him uh, than deer tracking. That's obviously one of them. But I would love for him to be like a civilian uh, tracking dog. You know, every year a volunteer gets called for someone lost in the woods. Sure. Almost every year. Yeah. And that would be perfect because there's obviously more risk with a you know, full service came. Absolutely. Right. And my dog's not going to bite. Anybody. Well, yeah. Our, our, our training is designed that once the track is done, there's a bite. Right. So everybody does, they ask that they're like, is there, you know, do you, whenever I do like school visits and stuff like that, do you do like if a, an elderly person or a child or a mentally disabled person is lost in the woods, which sounds like it would never really happen, but it does happen. We're lost anywhere. Really. Um, would you deploy that dog? And, I, it sucks that I have to tell them no, but then I'm like, you don't understand. Like my, when my dog's fucking crazy, um, but the way we train, the way to keep that driving to keep him wanting to track that hard is that he gets rewarded with a, a good bite and he's, he's good at it. So yeah, and he doesn't let go. No. So the last thing you want to do is, is have him bite somebody that's innocent. So it's good to have, have volunteers and stuff that don't train the same way. I, I wanted to test that theory one day. I took him out over by uh, Riddle, a big open field with some hills. And I just had my, my four-year-old, he's three at the time, but I just had him run over a couple of hills and just stand there. And I ran Brinks and he actually went right to him. That's great. Uh, They're smarter now. They are. So he's definitely got it. Uh, we've ran into a few hiccups, some of our tracks that we had. Uh, we did one that we had to cross probably a 30-foot part of a creek, right? And it was thick. I mean, he was swimming trying to get across it. That's crazy. And we got across it, and we went three of them rounds. And I finally, we circled back around. We went a fourth time because he kept going to that one spot. Right. We crossed the creek. He beelined to a spot, and he picked up a leg. No shit. It was a dead deer, just not the right dead deer. Fuck. Right? Now what do you do? That's you know what I mean? Yeah, because he did he did his he job. He did his job absolutely. And me being very amateur at, at this tracking thing sure. and, and canines in general, I'm like, well, luckily the guy I was tracking for was very appreciative, and he's like, I don't know what to do either. Yeah, you know? I mean, you got to only respect it. Exactly. So I pulled him off a couple times. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we kept finding parts of sure. that deer drug across the field. Right. He's continuing to do his job. All right. Yeah. And so it's nice. like I was rewarding him, but I was super frustrated and I know he can sense that too. Sure. Oh yeah. Oh, it goes straight through the lead. Your attitude goes straight down to them. Uh, if there's anything I could pass along to anybody else, that's it. Uh, if you get a shitty attitude, your dog's going to pick up on it. And that, again, that's what Clint, he caught me at, at the story and he's like, dude, don't don't give up. And I was pretty frustrated. It's tough, man. I mean, because, you know, especially for me, I see other aspects of it. So I see like dope work where it's it's immediate. I see if he's right or wrong, I can tell by him. Um, and tracking similar. But, you know, those longer tracks, you're just a fucking idiot at the end of the lead following a dog. Like you, you really un until you work your dog for years and years and years and can pick up on different things. Like I'm getting to the point where. I can see if Bane's kind of off track. He'll pick up a set a little bit more. He kind of, he doesn't cone back and forth as much. I can pick that up and I can circle him back around. But without that, I remember my first few tracks, especially training. Fuck, if he's walking one way, I'm going that way. It doesn't matter. You know, so it's tough because you're not getting that instant um, 
whatever feedback where you do with other aspects. So yeah, and, then, and the hard part. I mean, I'm sure you've done a track through the woods. That's awful. Oh God! I've got a 30 foot lead, and all I'm doing is dropping it and picking it up, because he's going wiggling through. Oh yeah. And he's kicking up leaves and stuff, so I'm not always hitting a blood trail, right? Right. And I'm just having to rely on him. And the hard part is once I give him that command, lately, this is where I started to really lose my faith in it. <laughs> lately, when I said, you know, I gave him the command, boom, beeline. Yeah. Like he's on. Right. But he's not on. Right. So, so you, have, you have to slow him down. So I feel like he's guessing, right? And as soon as I pop him, yeah. he'll stop and he won't go back the direction he was going. So I feel like he's just guessing. And that, so what they'll try to do is they'll try to cheat to get what they want. So what's your reward? What's his reward is at the end of the track? Just praise and okay. I've got some treats. So regardless, that's still positive and that's still something he loves. So dogs are smart as fuck. So they find ways to cheat it so that they get that reward still as yeah. fast as possible. So I ran into it with dope work on the street with my dog. Um, you know, we, every car I was pulling over were dopers and they had dope on them. So if I had to run him, like he wasn't wrong. But I got to the point where I was like, man, that was fast, you know. So <clears throat> I run him on a couple blank cars, and he he fucked me a couple times, and so we had to correct it, and we got it figured out. But he was smart; he knew he knew what he was doing, he knew what he had to do to get his tug or his reward. So now I've I've adapted, and I don't I don't even pay him on the street ever. So now he bites me, like he's pissed, so he bites me whenever I put him back in the car. But it is what it is. Like like I have to do that. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's it's fucking tough, but <laughs> so um, I mean, I'd love to work with you with that stuff. Just the little bit I know, I know it's a lot different, a little bit of different with the, with animals, um, but I, I know it's transparent. I think we I could we could help each other out. Absolutely, but, but like so, something I do with with Bane is. Um, so we, whenever we're training, we, we call them scent pads. So right where you start, you put a ton of scent and then you go from there. So for like for humans, we just scuff our feet in the ground when you're getting human scent and it's getting that grass scent that's, that's changed grass. So you get that and then you start walking and they, they don't only pick up on the human scent. They pick up on that grass scent as well. The pollen's different. The broken glass or grass is different than undisturbed grass. So they pick up on all that stuff. And it's the same with deer with that. And then they're also getting blood. If you have blood, that's fucking great. But if you don't shit. <clears throat> so, um, I, I would think a lot of your stomach hits are good because stomach acids would smell really bad and you're not going to see that on the ground, but hit, the, the dogs will smell that shit. I don't know if that's part of the scent that I've been, the scent that I've been using has it's supposed to have six different scents. Okay. Um, obviously he doesn't go into complete detail of what it right. is. Right. Um, but I know me walking gives you that broken vegetation, yes. the broken dirt, disturbed, right. all that. So he's picking up on that. Um, but I don't know, like you said, a stomach acid or something. Is that part of it? I think so. I, I Well, and it depends on, I, I guess, the way, like you said, is it part of what his kit has? Um, but dogs are smart enough that I think if he does enough tracks where he can smell that, he'll pick up on that. that that's what it's supposed to be. So, um and you hear this all the time and I'll say this again on the podcast. Like if you're listening to this and you get to the point where you shoot a, shoot a deer and you're not, you don't watch it die and you're not very sure about the shot, like cool, find your arrow, maybe find blood and then back the fuck out if you plan on getting a dog. Because as soon as we start putting ourselves in there, you're throwing human scent, you're changing up the grass, you're changing everything. You're throwing more scent for that dog where, you know, he should be trained to go off of like a wound scent, that blood scent or that, that broken flesh scent, but he could 
get sidetracked and go on human center. I guess the more the more I sit here and think about it, the more I just need to pick it back up. We I got called at like eleven thirty one night by uh it's actually a, a deputy in the county north of us. And I had to work in the morning and he's like, Hey, can you help a buddy out? And I was like, oh, okay. it's 11.30. <laughs> this was like forty I didn't minutes. I sign up for this shit. This was like forty <laughs> minutes away. But I was like, Yeah. So I I go there and we track until about one o'clock in the morning. And we're on it. We're finding blood, finding blood. Now this butts up. This property butts up to the river. Hmm. So, and I'm going to say this one. See, uh, tall grass. CRP? CRP, yeah. Shoulder high, CRP. We track them in. And I'm rel- I have no idea where I'm at. I'm relying on these guys to kind of keep, like, to say, hey, you're backtracking, mm-hmm. right? So we're running breaks, and there are deer paths everywhere oh, yeah. absolutely everywhere but we're hitting a little bit of blood mm-hmm. here and there, here and there. <laughs> so all of a sudden we get on this trail and there's just blood after blood after blood and these guys bigger guys behind mind you they've been out for hours mm-hmm. they called me at 11 30 right they've been looking since four or whatever jesus so it goes to show what exactly what you're saying they were all through there yeah. and brinks kept messing up on it and then when Circling he finally got on the track we had made a big circle, got back on the track he came in on, and I was the first one to pick up on it because we were hard on it. He's like, we got blood, we got blood. I'm like, all right, here we go, here we go. And then there was the side-by-side we drove in on. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and I was pretty irritated at the time. I'm like, none of you guys yeah. picked up that we had just got back. <laughs> I had no idea where it was. Like I said, it's shoulder high. Yeah. But this tough. But you know what he did? He tracked it right back to where he shot it. So, yeah, like I said, the more I sit here and think about it, the more I should probably just get back to it because... Because he wasn't wrong. He's man. not you wrong. Know? That's on me. Yeah. I should have picked up the, that we had gone the other way. Well, you can't You can't do... How long How long did you train him? Honestly, off and on for just a few months. Okay, so you can't train a few months and then go on eight tracks and expect to be able to read read what your dog's doing. Wrong. Yeah. It takes... Fuck, I'm still working on it, and I've been working bang for four like going on four years. I, I mean, there would be weeks would pass before yeah. between trains. Right. So. Like, and those, the dogs, these kind of dogs are so high strung, like, and high energy. They need it. They need something, even if it's just five minutes, 10 minutes. And I do, I, I'm at fault for this too with Bane, like, especially this time of year, it's shitty, but they need something every single day. Yeah. And I, I, I failed it, but I mean, it's hard to do. Life's, life's crazy, but. <clears throat> I did pick up a couple of livers. Yep. So I'll have that, you know, for liver shots or whatever. So. I need to do a little bit of research on it and see if I can help you out. Like, cause I know I've heard, I've heard it and I've not talked to any guys that work dogs or have for a long time, but uh, I've heard somewhere that stomach shots are actually better for dogs because of the high acid. They smell that and they will smell that better than they do blood. <clears throat> yeah, I, absolutely. And that he, my my wife laughed because <laughs> they very much love hate relationship. She didn't grow up with dogs and, you know, two-year-old shepherds a little bit to handle. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he came home from that first track that he found, and he was just prancing around. Oh, God. <laughs> and she was laughing. So they definitely, they, he was excited. He knew he did something good. Absolutely. Was, they know. That's cool Yeah, shit. absolutely. I'll, I'll hit you up on that. No, we need to. Um, it'll definitely help, and then I, I need the help, too. Yeah. Tracking's fucking tough. I mean, I remember my very first track on the job. Luckily, the dude just reeked the weed. Um, it was awesome. But he he crashed out off the interstate, getting 
exiting the interstate. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Out on the east side of town and uh, left the car. The car was just like there's weed everywhere, like just like a little grenade went off inside the, the car of weed. Um, so I'm super new, you know, to the whole tracking thing. And it's the hardest fucking thing there is, but there, the good thing is there's only one way back to town. And so we started going and he, he's pulling me, pulling me, pulling me, pulls me across route 16. Um, and we're making a beeline straight to, uh, steak and shake where Hurston, geez, Hurston, um, I think Travis, somebody, thank you. Thank you. My balls just little, dropped a little, little bit. Late, it's, a, it's all right. <laughs> but uh, a couple guys are already in there looking for uh, the suspect. And Bane literally took me straight up. And his nose touched the door handle. And as soon as they did, or he did, they uh, they found the guy in the bathroom. So that was pretty cool. It was tough. I'd say the benefit of me, at least if there's blood, I at least have positive Yeah, feedback, you have that right? instant. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, we're on something. Right. Whereas you, you're just... I got to hope for like a, a dewy morning and I can see footprints. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. So, that, I mean, that's one thing that, that could help you. But how many times like on Poland's, you know, we after 20 yards after a yeah. bed of pool uh, of blood, we're on our hands and knees searching for nothing. I still don't know how we got as far as we did. Just dumb luck. I don't know how we got two arrows in that and never found it. I know. I know how we, I mean, you got a, a really good friend that helped you out to got know. us pretty far on that blood. I wanted to sit damn dog <laughs> there so bad. Yeah. Well, that's part of it, and that's what sucks. We, we're talking about, do we get rock here? Do we get somebody, just somebody out here, and then it's like, it's on public ground, so we can't do it during the day. Yeah, then it's hard to call a guy that's been ran ragged. Yeah. Hey, you want to jump my boat? Yeah. It's pitch black, and you go out here on this, and yeah. God. <laughs> and the hard part for me, like, people will pick me up and side-by-sides. Yeah. I was trying to keep, once I put that vest on him. Oh, he's ready to go. He knows, right? Yeah. <laughs> he knows. And trying to keep him on a little side-by-side bed that's like this big, you know, it's, he's ready to jump off. That's Hell hilarious. yeah. And the worst part, I've ran him over before with a side-by-side because he's that dumb. <laughs> yes. Yeah, good times. We don't need to talk about that. We can do mock tracks good shit, times. like whispering. You can take him out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wherever. I mean. And we can use, I mean, I plan on hunting shit all year if I can, so. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily just be deer. If you do get one, it's animals. Liverpool. We're planning on it. Well, we also have. We're planning on it all year as well, though. Uh, we got another buddy that's starting to teach his dog track deer as well. Uh, Shane, Shane. Right? Shane. Oh, I didn't know that. He, he's training as well. Oh, I did see he. So. At the beginning of the season, he posted something yeah. about needing. Yeah, because he was wanting stuff, and then he was wanting stuff. I was like, well, hell, I'm trying, boys. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Putting two arrows in the motherfucker. Shepherds are good tracking dogs, but I don't know how good they are with time. I think that's the hard part. The The one where we found the dead deer that wasn't the right one, I thought that track was only 12 hours old. Yeah. Yeah, he shot it the morning, the morning before. Sure. So we were over 24 hours old. And I don't know. Obviously, your bloodhounds are going to be good. Oh, yeah. Your, your different breeds get a little bit. Yeah, so I... I try to put that in perspective too because you don't want to go too soon. Right. But I feel, and this is just me and my amateur ways of not knowing, that if you get too far out, my shepherd being the breed he is, Absolutely. might not be able to pick up on that as much as it is. Absolutely. The two he did find were fresh. They'd look for a couple hours, couldn't find a colony. Yep. And that's, dude, that's why I appreciate the PD is like, if we have a situation where a suspect flees on foot, like, you need to fucking call me. And that's why, like, 
whenever they're picking the, the handlers, like it's gotta be somebody that lives close and law, uh, everything like that. Like somebody else, a, a task force guy or a detective or somebody like that, they have time to kind of make their way there. Like we don't talk, the, the clock is ticking from the moment that crime happens. Like that scent is dissipating every single second. So you're right. And there, and there are three conditions. Well. Absolutely. Conditions. I mean, um, actually the wetter it is, I think the better it is. It, it kind of holds that in, but, yeah. um, yeah, you get a super dry day, you know, right. super windy, dry day. Yeah. That's gone. The drier, you know? the better. And, um, so time, time's a huge, huge aspect of it. So, and like you said, different breeds, I mean, <clears throat> I know we talk about in dog training that some of those other breeds is bloodhounds and stuff like that. They will actually take, They'll, they'll get in a line of like four or five different dogs and each dog has like a, a different colored track that's already laid out and they judge the dog and they cross all the tracks, all the crosses, all the tracks cross in multiple places and different, different dogs will run. They'll bring different animals, cats, shit like that. Um, and try to try to trick that dog as much as possible. And those, those better breeds will be able to stay on track, which is why you see a lot of, um, you know, whitetail hounds usually aren't shepherds. So yeah. that, you have that stacked against you as well. I, I, the more I look around, you don't see very you don't. And the ones I did find are just people like me. Right. You know? right. I was tired of losing my own deer and I had a shepherd sitting at home doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, let's give it a shot. And I was even told that, the, so I have a Malinois, which is similar to a shepherd, but smarter and better in, in every way. Um, <laughs> not smarter. Yeah, I won't say that. He's not smarter, but he's everything else is better. Um they even say like even your mouths will be be worse at tracking than the sh- most of the shepherds that I see. And thank God Bane is he's way smarter than me, um, and he's an excellent tracker. Like I, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And like I said, I'm just the idiot at the end of the lead, and he he does all the work. Um, but that's abnormal for a mouth to be that good. But yeah, you get any kind of time or anything like that, and it throws us off. When you text me that, I'm so hard because there's nothing more true in this world. You're just the idiot at the end of the lead. One hundred percent. It is so true. Oh yeah, that that was day one of Canine um, Academy or whatever you call it. That's the first thing they said. Trust your dog. You're an idiot. <laughs> That's holding on to a leash. That dog. That dog is smarter than you. Once that dog figures it out, it he's smarter than you. So, no, I, 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 I really want to work with you on it because it excites me. It's fun seeing seeing people get into it, and you're challenging the shit out of yourself. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to do it. Like I said, it takes away time from me being in the woods. That's that was the other thing. Most of the time, people were like, "Hey, I need track," and I'm like. <laughs> I got two more hours in the same yeah, that, <laughs> I still got an hour and a half of yeah. shooting light. Though. I'll call you there. Yeah, that's going to be tough. There ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah. Because yeah. you're, you're... Well, a lot of the real so. successful trackers around here, I don't think, do a lot of hunting. Mm-hmm. That's right. What they do. Yeah. There's no way they they could. They, oh. they just... Talk about Ron. He's tracking five, six years a day. Sometimes. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. He was on the third or fourth one when I called him. <laughs> of the day. And you, and you called me. And my ass was kicked after crawling around the ground for, like, for just the one. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't imagine. I come out of there sweating. Oh, dude. So I had one one canine track. Um, gentleman fled in a, a van, and he went down, went down the bike trail. And right behind the mall where it's super thick, um, he crashed the van and jumped in there. So... I get Bane, and 
there's no letting go of the lead with him because I'll lose him. Like he'll be gone because he'll be so he can just run through all that shit. So I'm holding on to the lead, and I'm basically he's dragging me through just the thickest nastiest shit i'm duck walking with my hands my arms straight out to protect my face from getting poked in like <laughs> i my eyes getting gouged out and he's pretty strong so he's just pulling me I either i couldn't let go because somebody was going to get bit one of my guys was going to get bit if i let go and so it an option so dude it was terrible you want to talk about sweat with all that police gear on it was terrible so. well i'm no uh specimen Fitness, <laughs> you know, to, fitting this taco in your mouth. Yeah, I'm fitting this pizza. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Really good. Absolutely right. When that uh, that first that first buck we found, Clay's buck over at over at mm-hmm. uh, public ground, he went right through a bunch of thicket and thorns. And all I had, I had the, I already had the end of the leash because he was moving that quick. Yeah. And I just held on tight, closed my eyes, dug <laughs> my head, and I just ripped the crap out of everything I was wearing. Right? <laughs> and I came out the other side, and he was standing right next to me. Yeah, it's tough. It's just breathe because they, they're a lot smaller, so they just yeah, they whip right through that shit. They do. They don't think yeah. about you at all. Yeah. No, it, selfish <laughs> bastards. Crazy. They don't think yeah. there's some of the shit they get there. I can't figure that out. Oh man. So how's being a firefighter? It's good, man. It's good. Are you enjoying it? Uh, yeah, yeah. The job goes up and downs, but. Yeah, I like it. I like yeah, I mean, and we don't necessarily have to get super into it, but um, I think something that kind of bonded us a little bit together is the Ben thing. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've had had a whole podcast about that, and we've talked about it before, but, um, you know, in, the, in our first podcast, we talk about how, you know, police officers are not alone in that we have all these mental health issues. Like, it's a whole first responder thing, um, and a lot of times the firefighters and the EMS get on scene of some of these um accidents and fatalities and stuff like that well before we do and this was the case at least well i was the last officer that got on the scene of this one but um something i do know is that that you were right there um with ben from the moment you got there to the moment you got to the hospital so i mean fucking hats off to you for me for for going um above and beyond and doing everything you could for for a friend you know yeah that was that was tough um and just on the, the mental aspect of this, uh, not even on my end. My end was a whole other deal. But a story that a lot, a lot of people know was a gentleman was on his front porch actually saw this happen. Right. He's a fireman. Yeah. He's a career fireman in Champaign. Yeah. Um, and this messed with him. Because he, he, the truck caught on fire and he put it out. Uh, he actually crawled in the truck while it was on fire and a neighbor was putting it on fire. Um, and this messed with him because he knew what to do. He knew what needed to be done and he couldn't do anything. Couldn't do anything about, yeah. He was at home and, you know, right. just sitting on his porch yeah. having a drink or whatever, whatever he was doing and saw this happen. So, um, that's, that's tough. Yeah. That's tough to, to be in that position and know. Um, other than that, I was the first arriving responder there to him. Um, and I played football with Ben and I hung out with Ben. Ben was a good friend of mine. Um, it, one thing that sticks out to me that I will forever remember until the day I die is when you walked up to me and said, is that Ben? Yeah. And I turned to you and I said, Ben who? Yeah. Now at this point, not a lot of people know this. We were cutting him out 
Ben was actually laying on my lap. Right. Actually, had his head for a long time. Yeah, for a his long legs, time. His legs were stuck. He was stuck. His legs were stuck, and the way he landed once we popped the door, his top half came out, and I was holding him. Right. Right. A guy that is a friend of mine. A guy that. I played football with a guy that actually got suspended yeah. for a game because he punched another guy because he didn't like how he, what he did to me during a football Dude, game. That's right? been that's been 100%. Sure. Yeah. And Devin said, Is that Ben? I was like, Ben, who? He's yeah. like, Harrington. And I looked down and I was like, I don't know. Yeah. No time to fucking worry about it right now. Yeah. Now, mind you, it was <clears throat> pouring. Yes. We're in the middle of a complete storm. Yeah. Um, things are a mess and we finally got him out and you got your big light out and we were like, yep, that was him. Mike took the mask off. They took the mask off. They were helping him breathe and Mike looked at you, gave you the nod and you you jumped in the ambulance with him and the way you guys went. Yeah, luckily I, I ran up to my cat and I said, hey, that's a friend of mine and um, I'd really like to go. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it was 100%. So I feel bad. I feel bad because I got into that, that ambulance and those guys, the private service guys, they were doing all they could. Um, but this poor, this poor new medic, or he was trying to be a medic. Right. And he was trying to innovate. Uh, wrong patient, wrong time. Yeah. I, ripped that, I ripped that right out of his hands. And, Unbelievable. And, uh, yeah, man. and it, was, it was tough. I got to the hospital and um, unfortunately with, or fortunately, I guess, with our hospital, it's not a level one trauma center. So they usually don't get major, major trauma. Sure. Um, we weren't going to make it to Carl, obviously. No. Obviously. And we knew that. Um, so we went to Sarah Bush. And no fault to these nurses at all. But uh, the nurses, the doc, everybody just kind of stopped. Just weren't prepared. They just froze. And I was in there ripping, sh- ripping shit off the walls. <laughs> like, hey, let's yeah. go. Why are we standing here? Let's right. go. Let's go. Right. Very few people knew. Right. You know. Uh, and then we obviously lost the lost the pulse and I started CPR and a good friend of mine that works for the private service, he was kind of tapping me on the stomach, you know? Yeah. And I just gave him the look like, just give me a second. All Mm -hmm. right. Just let this happen. Yeah. Even though I fully understand where we're at. Absolutely. Just let this happen. Right. And what's it going to hurt? Right. So he backed off. Um, I did CPR for a couple minutes and I turned to the guy next to me and I was like, you ready? (laughs) And he's like, yep. And I got up, left, and as I turned around, nobody moved. So, yeah, shitty man. Um, and I know I talked about it. You know, whenever I did talk about it, how at first it was just another call. Mm-hmm. Um, it sucked. You 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 see that, and you're like, man, that fucking sucks. But we got you know we got to do what we got to do. It's not super personal. And then that moment it strikes that it is really personal. So and everything fucking changes. So. You know, it's it's sick. But if that wasn't my friend, right. that call would have been in our world. Yeah. That would have been a good call. Absolutely. Extrication. We're doing, we're getting our skills. We're innovating. Yeah. We're doing. That. That's what you trained to do. Exactly. And that's, that's ex- and you love your job. Exactly. Not and that you love to see people like that. Hurt. But, right. But that's, that's, that's it's what It's like fighting do. a fire. Right. That's, that's, that's what we do. That's what we love. That's the adrenaline that we chase. That's like us too. And, oh, yeah. and like, and my, yeah. my wife says, you know, same thing in the ER. She, like you said, it sounds sick, but they want to see that stuff come in because that's what they're trained to do. That's Absolutely. what, that's a little bit of adrenaline rush that firefighters, police officers, nurses, doctors, all that, that comes with the nature of the yeah. job. Absolutely. Anytime we get to do something cool. It's a bad day for some reason. Absolutely. It absolutely is. Which is, which is universal in all first responders. Yeah. For sure. And 
nurses, like you said, and, and you know, medical field. Um, yeah, that's absolutely right. It's not, that's, that's somebody's worst day. I, I kind of want to take a moment to, to point this out because I think it kind of goes with a little bit of what your podcast is, is kind of branding. Yeah. That gentleman that was first there, mm-hmm. he texted me and said, hey, how did it turn out? You know? And then I eventually told him that it was a buddy of mine and he totally changed tunes, right? Right. A few days go by, he checks in. Hey, man, you good? I was like, great, dude. Yeah. A few days goes by again. He goes, hey, I know this is unsolicited, but I want to give you this. I got a guy. Yeah, right? I remember that. He's like, I got a guy. You don't have, this is, a, he knows about you. Yeah. Um, like I said, people don't understand how that affects other people. That's because he went. Right. That incident, that off-duty fireman, he went to mm-hmm. get some help with it, right? I sit on this guy's number for a while, and I call him, and he answers. And the first thing I say to him is, I don't know why I'm calling him, <laughs> yep. but here I am. Yep. And Mike was like, okay. And we just started, and we talked for an hour and a half. Yeah. Guy didn't know me, never met me. And in that conversation, he talked about everything I was doing in my home life without me ever saying, you know, like things that we think that we're just going through. And this dude just laid it out. This guy was a special forces, you know, and I talked to him. It's like kind of what I knew I I needed to kind of reach out because I was coming home and just getting super irritated and getting on my one-year-old kid and my Mm -hmm. three-year-old kid for nothing. And I asked him, I said, why is this happening? I was like, we didn't do anything at work. And he's like, that's your problem. Right. Right. Because you chase these adrenaline rushes, right? You chase these calls, these fires, these crashes or whatever. And then when you don't get that and you try to go back to normal life, like you go to work hyped up for that. Like you've got to waiting for that to happen the whole time. Every time the tones go off, it's like, let's go. Yep. And it doesn't happen, you know. And something that he he said that pointed out to me and he says, dude, I'm addicted to killing people. Right. And he's been out of it for years. He's like, every day I wake up wanting to kill someone. <laughs> you know, guy special forces, right? And and oh, special forces, yeah. And it's not job. to not to point you out, but you'd yeah. made a comment on an episode that I was listening to because there's a lot of times oh, I say here, and I wish it was live. You know, I yeah. wish I could just call in right. sometimes and put some input because hey, almost yeah. everything yeah. I can relate yeah. to. Hey, you guys are fucking stupid. Shut up. But I, I just wanted to point out, you know, you made a comment. You don't think you could go talk to somebody you didn't know, right? Correct. This kind of setting would be yeah. would be better, right? And 100% it oh, is. Yeah. Now, what I found, this setting is good to get stuff off your chest. Sure. Right? It's bothering you. Right. You get the boys around, maybe a couple pops. Oh, yeah. But it wasn't fixing, right? Sure. I, was, I felt better at that time. I was like, all right, I got my guys with me. But then it would happen again the next day, right? And then it would happen again the next day. And at least reaching out... Um, and I had a little bit of support. Some guys that I never knew reached out before. I was like, you need to do this. Like, this so you're saying the, the buddy helped you with that moment, but wasn't fixing it. So you needed somebody else that actually knew what they were probably doing to help you fix that issue. Exactly. Yeah. And and where I where I wish it was live and I could call in and, and weigh in on that because I yeah. was in my car like punching the steering wheel. I'm like, you're right there, but you're yeah. missing a big yeah. portion of this. Is this wasn't just yes to me? Yeah. I didn't know the guy. Yeah, but this isn't some dude with a degree. Sure, yeah. Sure. yeah. So this sure. guy with a notepad, legs yeah. crossed. When I talked to him about the Ben deal, right? 
And he goes, if you want to talk about losing friends, I'll talk to you about losing friends. Right. right? Yeah. Because and this is what this guy's saying. So I think it's who you go to, a hundred percent. Because I did the buddy thing, and I still do the buddy thing. I don't go to him anymore. Yeah. I mean, he's still there if I need him. But we did our time, and he's like, "You're ready to go, babe. You're ready to fly." But that's where I, I just wanted to. Well, I think talk. I can understand how maybe you're right where we we talked about somebody we don't know that maybe just has a degree or whatever. Like you were able to find somebody that really I was able knew. to connect with the, the you're, guys. You're very very yes, you connected very well. Um, and maybe the fact that you didn't know him and you don't have to talk to him every day or see him every day, you felt more comfortable with maybe being more open than you would with your buddies because, I mean, it is what it is. But like when we love each other, we give each other a bunch of shit and we call you pussy and fat and all that shit. Like, all true, brother. Like, okay. Thank so, you. so yeah, I think maybe it's kind of nice to have a somebody that doesn't you don't have that 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 connection with. Um, to be able to disclose more information and not feel like they're going to call you out or whatever, how we bond, you know? So I get it. When he, when he was able to line out exactly how my home life was. Yeah. And it wasn't problems, right? Don't get me wrong. But I was just coming home irritated, right? And you kids. started to identify that you need to do something about it. Or my wife's walking on eggshells around the house for no reason. Right. right? And that's when I was like, we got a problem. Here, yeah. Right. How do we fix this? And the hardest thing for me is like when I would go talk to him, I then wouldn't turn around and come back and talk to my wife about it. Sure. Right. It was very tight. It was very close. Like, right. in fact, for the first few times, she didn't even know I was going. Like, I didn't want to do this so much. Like, I did. Like, I was going. So, wait, were you you were meeting up with this guy or was this all over the phone? Both. Okay. Both. So, he's local. Right. So, I was able to do the phone ones without even telling my wife. Okay. Um, but there was times that, you know, I had, it was kind of funny. She would kill me when she hears this. Uh, <laughs> I told her I had an appointment, right? And uh, she's like, for what? I was like, I just got an appointment, right? I wouldn't tell her. I was too embarrassed, I guess. Blood testosterone. Right? And I shouldn't have, right? I had low T, I got to get some tests. But, uh, no, she, she 100% thought I was going to get snipped, right? It was, it was a big fight. <laughs> I'm done. It was a big fight. And I was like, no. And then finally, I was like, listen, I, you know, I got a guy I've been you know, reaching out to. And he actually wanted her to come in. And that's when a lot of things in our house got more understanding right you know if i'm acting one way or the other she always was good with dealing with it but now there's some reason of why Mm -hmm. and we both kind of understand where to go with it at that point so all that to wrap in basically say you have to have your guys you have to have your sure but i don't think that always so you're saying it's wrong. No. (laughs) No, no. It's 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 experience. Yeah, it's a live. Basically, yeah. the situation that you would just went through. Yeah. I guess it's kind of what you're getting right. at there. You know, yeah. he's, like you said, he, he, he mentioned you. If you want to talk about losing friends, we can talk about that because I've been there and done that. So. Yeah. And, it, and there was some passion when he, when he oh, said that. And I was no like, doubt. Yeah. And it sucks, but it's, it's also kind of nice to know that you're not alone. Like somebody else is experiencing what I am. And as I listen to Mandy talk. Yeah. Again, driving in my car. Uh-huh. You know. And it's like, he's spot on. And how do we get that message out? Sure. I love having Vandy on here. And, and Vandy's, Vandy's message and Vandy's mission is so spot on in my eyes. Because he just sits around and smokes weed now and thinks about it all the time. <laughs> Isn't it awesome? Dude, he, when he found out we were doing a podcast and that I wanted to get him on, he called me like four times a day, every day. He's like, dude, what are we doing? Somebody, he's like, I have so much stuff I want to talk about. I'm like, dude, I can't wait to get him on a mic. 
Absolutely. I, I absolutely love Vader. I, I love him. Love that guy. He's awesome. Actually, a big reason me, my wife and I are still together years and years and years ago, you know, and everybody has their opinions on things. And he's like, if you want this, dude, I don't care if you got to stick your big toe in that door. Don't let that close. Yeah. Uh, and, and everything's worked out great. Cool. You know? and yeah. With Vandy, I love him. But I do think his message is spot on. And it is a topic that is not talked about enough. And I would have... This time last year, I would have had a hundred percent different. Oh yeah, different opinion. Yeah, you don't need it. Right. A year ago, you didn't need it. I'm good. Nobody else knew it needed it. I'm good. I'll just drink. You're soft. Right. Yeah. That's been what's so. So what's so when you're like with Vandy, he's talking about you know we have to make mandated training. Um, obviously, I think that's a correct. But I'll give you the perfect example. Okay. Perfect example. After the band call, mm-hmm. about a week or two later, we got a call on the interstate. Right, there's a big cluster. Traffic backs up, causes another accident. Uh, three, four vehicles involved, all on fire. I sat there for 20, 30 minutes spraying people that were right. on fire. Yeah. Right. On top of that, it happened right under an overpass, so you got you know on Joe Schmo's cell phone trying to take videos. Sure. You know, and it's like this kind of stuff all just piled up. Now, the example I'm giving is when we got back, and this is at no fault of the commander, but we're all sitting there. Everybody's literally sitting on the floor. It was one of those calls that everybody just kind of came back to the station. Everybody just kind of sunk to the floor. And we were just right. kind of sitting. Like, I actually took a picture of it because yeah. I thought this was an iconic moment for, you know, just us. How yeah, we act. The bonding. Right. And he goes, is everybody good? Does anybody need debrief or anything? Right. And of course, whatever I said. Yeah, no one's going to say, yeah, I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's your perfect yeah. example of what Vandy's preaching, right? Yeah. This no, has to I be mandatory. You don't, you just say, listen, boys, nine o'clock this day, yeah. mandatory, yeah. mandatory. Yeah. Everybody will be there. Yeah. Instead, that wasn't the case. I think we did. We have a briefing for the school shooting. I wasn't on then. I mean, I was working. I worked then. I, I think we. Did, I think we did. Um, I'm pretty sure. I, I, yeah, I, I remember. I remember there being one. But I don't think I. I don't think I could make it or something. But I didn't. I didn't have any. I just. Stood I, on, didn't, I didn't. Go I just stood there, outside so. the high school. But but yeah, no, I agree. I think you're more beneficial, honestly. And of course, I don't write the checks. But I think you're more beneficial in the long run for the mental health of your employees to actually pay them overtime to come in. Yes. To sit through the <clears throat> For sure. I agree. Well, and I think it's something I don't know if I just was the only one that kind of brought this um, to the table whenever we did our uh, promotional exams. Um, one of the questions was kind of like, you know, if as a leader of a shift, you see some one of your guys or girls or whatever that went from being super proactive to going out and really doing really well to dropping off and not doing anything. And I'm like, dude, some, something else is going on in their life. Like it's, it's not them being lazy. It's not, they're tired of working. I'm like, something else is going on. You got to really sit down with that, that person and talk. And it was like, they hadn't heard that, that response yet. I'm like, I'm surely I'm not the only one to talk about this, but I'm like, some of the home life's going on, but you got to be able to sit, you got to be able to identify as a leader, you have to be able to identify your team that there's an issue and you need to be able to address it one-on-one. I think that's huge too. I think, and I've had really good leadership. I mean, I know after some things, Ray, I know we talk about Ray a lot, 
God bless that man. He he would sit me down, man. He'd, he'd really make sure I'm okay. Of course, me. I'm like, fuck, I'm all right. Like, I'm ready to go to work. Like, he's like, no, you can take the rest of the day off. Like, I'm like, no, fuck you. I'm ready to go to work. But um, the fact that I knew he was there helped. But I think as a leader of a shift, you got to be able to identify that. And my my shift captain took me home after the call. Yeah. He's like. He's like, hey, why don't you take the rest of the shift off? Well, they tried to send me, but I was like, no. I told him, I was like, no, I'm good. I, if I, like, I knew if I went home, I would have laid in bed and stared at the ceiling, and it would have hit me. I turned the TV on, and I stared at it until I couldn't remember staring. Yeah, yeah, it didn't hit me. It, I didn't let it hit me for a couple of days, um, but I knew if I were to go home at that moment that it wasn't going to be good for me. So I just I was like, I'm better off in a squad car driving around. It's a silence. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's the silence. Dude. Well, silence. That but I, I still like. I can do things to get my mind off of it. I can still make traffic stops. I can go chase meth heads and, and like <laughs> do that kind of stuff, and then not think about it. Because as soon as I walk in the doors of my house, that's the only thing that's going to be on my mind. Yeah. So I didn't want that. I wasn't ready for that yet. You're 100 spot on with that leadership. Yeah, I think it's huge. Literally, he literally, I was like, I'm good. He goes, No, I know you are. Yeah. Right. You yeah. He basically just forced me to go home. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff. He's like, it's your buddy? I'm like, yeah. He's like, go home. I'm like, I ain't doing it, bud. You cannot make me go home. I'm not going. Well, still the fact that he cared. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he did. And he, he would have, they would have called. Yeah. You're not going to get in. that everywhere. Well, I mean, yeah, no. Um, after that uh, pursuit that ended up in a 1050 just down the road here, um, Taylor, who was even like, hey, you, you good? And you go home? I'm like, no. That was a lot different, but nobody died in that. But still, just the fact that he, he took the time to reach out, so that's good. But you got to have that. So, um, but to make things mandatory, I mean, then you got guys that bitch. I mean, guys are going to bitch better regardless, yes. you know. So you got to. We have all these mandated trainings that I bitch about even because they're they're dumb. Oh, we all. I mean, they're just a lot of them are really dumb, and I can get training in other aspects. Like, why don't we make, you know hand combat training mandatory. I know we've talked about that. Why don't we make mental health mandatory? I don't know. There's a lot of changes that can be made, I think. I think it leads to a lot of the, the issues we're having in policing that's coming out in, in the world right now. I think if they tested every first responder everywhere, I think the number of PTSD cases undiagnosed would be astronomical. I think if because we get it, we all we'll all take a psychological exam before we hire. I bet if they took a, the same exact test, even four or five years later, none of us would pass. Not a single one. I agree. So it's a touchy topic, man. <laughs> yeah, to be like, wow, these guys are fucked. <laughs> yeah, we're all <laughs> They know that though. They know that. I mean, the numbers show that. And, you know, yeah. A lot of things we talk about suicide and stuff like that. And those numbers are there that first responder suicides and divorce rate and all that is higher than any other. Like, mm-hmm. like it's not a secret. It's like 67% or something. Yeah. Prior. I mean, it was huge. Well, that's because you guys have so much time to lay around. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> get fat. Our tea gets low. You know what I mean? You want to find somebody <laughs> that can lay around with you. <laughs> Just yeah. live with the joke. Keep the joke. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. I think that might be a good yeah, spot to do our end of watch since we're on the topic. Close her out after that. 
It's a good conversation. Hey, happy New Year's, by the way. This is one one twenty twenty one. We didn't even talk about that. So in podcast land, this is a shit show this year. As well in January, but as we're recording, it's it is one one twenty twenty one. Uh, 2020 can kiss our ass. Yes, it was a yeah. shit year. Terrible I didn't. Year. I only killed one deer. Uh, Still got time. Lost some some really sure. close people. Uh, Killing this weekend. Hopefully tomorrow morning. Corona sucks. Kept me cooped up in the woods. <laughs> that, was, that was the only good part. But fuck my wrestling season. 2020 can kiss my ass. Gone. We made it though. We made it. The pro- problem is, is that we get welcomed to 2021 with an ice storm, yeah. and, <laughs> and people are running into each other everywhere. <clears throat> you guys ready? All right, I got <laughs> Sergeant Gordon William Best. Good pulling, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Uh, North Myrtle Beach Department. Into watch, unfortunately, was January 1, 2021. Uh, Sergeant Best was killed in an automobile accident when his uh, vehicle left the roadway. He was uh, only 30 years old. I served for seven years. Thank you for your service. So that was today? Yep, 4 a.m. Yeah. this morning. Yeah. Rest in peace, brother. Yeah. Clint? Uh, mine is Justin R. Schaefer. He was a Washington State Patrol trooper. Trooper Schaefer was struck and killed by a fleeing, fleeing vehicle while attempting to deploy stop sticks during a vehicle pursuit. Uh, the suspect driving the vehicle had stolen an item from a convenience store uh, the previous day. The man threatened the clerk with a stun gun and threatened to run him over. Thurston County deputies spotted the truck following the following day and attempted to stop it in Maytown. Uh, that stop ended up in a pursuit um, where deputies were following it. Trooper Schaefer was struck by the subject as he attempted to deploy stop six near mile marker 79. Man then continued to flee until stopping and barricading himself inside the vehicle several miles later. He was eventually taken into custody by Thurston County deputies. Trooper Schaefer was served with the Washington State Patrol for six years. He survived by his wife, parents, and brother. He was 28 years old. That's a piece. Um, mine's pretty short. Uh, end of watch was October 5th of 2020. This was uh, Pine Bluff, Arkansas Police Department, Detective Kevin Collins. Uh, Detective Collins was shot and killed as he and other officers were conducting an ongoing investigation at a motel. Another officer was shot, but is in stable condition as of when this came out. <laughs> it doesn't say how long he was on. It just says he was the 40th law enforcement officer to be shot and killed this year. And the second officer fatality from the state of Arkansas in 2020. So uh, Detective Kevin Collins, rest in peace. Thank you. Rocky, you got one? I do. Uh, switch it up a little bit. I actually have the uh, line of duty death from a uh, firefighter this year, January 5th, 2020, at 11.04 uh, hours. Charles McCormick, also known as Chuck, responded to a residential structure fire. Uh, he made entry on the attack line where the floor collapsed and he fell into the basement. Um, they were able to remove him and get him to the Belton Region Regional Medical Center where he passed away from his injuries. Uh, he was 30 years old, career fireman. Yeah. Thank you. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's something that, like, there's a whole science behind that I don't know anything about, but it's like backdrafts and air movement inside yeah. buildings whenever it's on fire. And it's like, there was literally a fire that we were at right about 40 yards that way. I'm like, I want to go in there and start I could with the, before you guys got there. And Pete, the guy that's with me, he 
been training Louise, like, dude, don't be going and opening no damn doors. You don't know what the hell's going to happen. Let me give you the best advice in all <laughs> firemen That's everywhere. That's the quickest way to piss the fire. There's, there's two, and I'm going to keep this real simple. There's two. Stay away from the hydrant and First do of all, not break any windows unless you are trying to grab somebody out. Right. Because it's, again, not to get into the science of it, there's flow paths, and once you bust that window, it changes the flow path that we can actually control when we get there. Sure. Yeah, so just as you know, whenever there's a small fire, police officers are going to do everything they can to get that fire put out, (laughs) knowing that the fire department's going to call. Return the FD, the fire's Now, now this one was already out of control. Like, it was well beyond our little fire with our little extinguishers. <laughs> but, man, I wanted to. Oh, <laughs> Rocky, thanks for coming. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Um, yes, thank you. I feel like I just rambled on my podcast. No, that's, what, that's what this is for. That's what it's about. Anyway. Yeah. This is really just my podcast, my guess. And I'm just fucking. <laughs> no, why didn't I say it, man? No shit. Why didn't it <laughs> Easy. They contributed a little bit. No, it was good. Good conversation. Um, look forward to having you on again in the future. Um, look forward to you getting that dog going some more. Getting the dog. Yeah, it's going to happen. 2021 will be a good year. We're going to kill some deer. We're going to find some deer with a dog. Hopefully you don't need the dog. Hopefully you don't need the dog. <laughs> we're going to call you anyways because we know that we're going to need the dog. Yes, please. <laughs> so, no, thanks for coming again. Uh, thanks for your contribution there for that uh, long firefighter. And uh, thanks for opening up a little bit mental stuff it's, yeah, it's good stuff so we love it so yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed until the out